The Geek Therapy Discord server is the place to connect over your favorite fandom. Share your reactions to this summer's blockbusters, season finales, and more. Join us at geektherapy.com slash discord. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. My name is Osway Cardona. I'm joined by Lauren Keller. Hello. Lara Taylor. Hey. And Brandon is not here because he successfully defended his dissertation. Dr. Brandon. He's out partying. Or sleeping. (laughs) By taking a three-day nap. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I know what I would be doing. Congrats to Brandon. We hope you enjoy whatever it is that you're doing to celebrate today. Dr. Brandon now. He's not baby Brandon anymore. He's he's Dr. Baby Brandon. Dr. Baby Brandon. (laughs) Yay. Knowing Brandon, that's what he would want us to call him. Dr. Baby Brandon. That was probably his nickname in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yearbook. Most likely to be Dr. Baby. All right. So today we're going to talk about, guess what? The GT Library is back. But first, let's talk about what's new on the network. Hero Nation has a brand new episode on biracial and multiracial superheroes. I love Sophia and Breck's episodes because I learn a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, did you know that Dean Kane was Japanese? I think I'd heard that before, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, I watched Lois and Clark. I don't know. It's a good show. Go check out Hero Nation. Uh, Superhero Therapy has two episodes, one on Shazam and one on Endgame. And this is just a friendly reminder that next week we'll be doing an all-question queue episode. So get those questions in. Anything goes. Ask us anything. Not connected to Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) Any similarities are simply coincidence. A big thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Mark, Reese, Jamila, and Lydia. And... Patreon in general is the whole reason why the Geek Therapy Library is back. Woo! The Geek Therapy Library is a, a lot of things, <laughs> but 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 I, I just want to make that very clear that we we set it up as a milestone, and the the Patreon supporters came through. Like we we have more Patreon supporters now than we've ever had, and and this was a milestone, and so finally, the GT Library is back. All right, so Woo. what is the GT Library? The origin story goes something like our friend Patrick O'Connor did a database of comic books, of superhero comic books called Comicspedia. Lara and I talked about it and we said, man, it would be cool if we could do something like that for other types of media and other types of comic books that aren't just superheroes. And so we talked about it for a while and we created a model for it and we built a website and we did the whole second season of this show on the Geek Therapy Library and bringing up examples and potential uh, entries for it. It was a lot of fun. We built a mm-hmm. website. It got overrun by bots. I had to take down the website. Then Hurricane Maria happened, and I, I never went back to it. And then you gave up and went into a spiral and... Yep, 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 pretty much. <laughs> it was it was uh, not happy times, but happy times are here again. It's, it's and, back. It's back. Yeah, and the Geek Therapy Library is back in a different format, Hopefully it doesn't get run over by bots. Hopefully. There are some <laughs> there are way more protections in place this time <laughs> than than there were before. Uh so so I learned my lesson there. And and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But I want to talk about conceptually what the GT library is and kind of how we we really never stopped doing the library. No. In multiple ways. And I'll explain what I mean. Uh first I want to talk a little bit about just uh marketing. 
when I talk about geek therapy, right, I don't, I don't say uh, geek therapy is a model for behavior modification and education that uses participants' affinity for media and culture artifacts to facilitate change. You say geek therapy. I say geek therapy. Geek out, do good. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? It's easier to say. <laughs> not only, not only <laughs> and is it understand. Easy, not only is it easier to say and understand. The truth is that what we found from talking to people over the years is that people just want to take these things that they that they love and find a way to use it for good or hear about people using it for good. That's really what we're about. And how we do that, people, <laughs> they want that feeling. They want like, oh yeah, I want to geek out and I want to do good while I'm doing it. So we did the GT library. Again, it was built like a Wikipedia website. It was a completely separate website. And when we finished... Uh, season two, and we came back with uh, kind of a new format for this podcast. That's when we changed the name to GT Radio. That's when Lauren and Ali came on board. We changed things up. And if you listen to the first couple episodes, I say, I don't want to get rid of the GT library, but let's talk about it in a way that's simpler. Because the GT library, every entry, the idea is that you could easily find the content. So you would have the title, a season, an episode number, or the chapter in a book, or, you know, the video game, which number in the series, like it would be specific so that you could actually find it if you wanted to to get it. But then like, if you look at Comicspedia, that, that's how the way it's set up also, right? It's like, this is an issue, this is uh, specifically where it is in the series, etc. What we found was that what we were trying to do was convey examples, right? And really, that's what we, we did that whole second season. Mm-hmm. We were bringing up examples of media, and we were practicing. The, the purpose was to get the idea out there that you could use different types of media, new media, new episodes, things that we loved, get some insights from them, and use them to talk about different things. When we brought two more people on the show, uh, it seemed like too much to ask, to ask everybody to bring in GT Library entries. And I think in one early episode of season three, I even said, Laura, you and I will bring in entries and then we'll just put them in in its own segment. Mm -hmm. But it it was hard to prepare for like the episode itself and then also do that. So sometimes we would forget. So my point being that when we started doing Media Matters, Media Matters is the GT Library. It's the same exact thing, just more casual, (laughs) right? We don't bring up necessarily what episode number. We don't bring up how to find it. We don't go super deep into the insights. We just bring up different examples to kind of keep that practice going. So really the Media Matters segment has always been the GT library at its core. And I think, or at least I hope that it's been helpful to people that we bring up from four completely different perspectives, different shows, different games, the experiences we had and, and things that were really helpful. So, so I'm, I'm so glad that we've done that and we'll, we'll continue to do that on this show because it's a more general and again, like easier way to do it than the actual library entries, but it's still good practice in my opinion. So you had an idea before we started recording, Lara, that we should just change the segment back to the GT <laughs> library and then we just remove Ali's voice altogether. That would be really mean. Don't do that to him. I'm sure he's listening right now. (laughs) (laughs) Media Matters is definitely a simpler way of doing it. We just bring up, hey, this is the show, not necessarily what episode it is. And it was important because X, Y, Z, rather than going into, we can talk about 
this thing with clients. Maybe somebody's going through this and this other thing. And, oh, this is a question I might ask them or, you know, it doesn't get very detailed like that. Um, it's still important and it shows that media really does matter and these and everything we consume pretty much can help and so help us see things in a different light. And the idea of the GT library is to be a reference. Mm -hmm. So it should be evergreen. And really when we do the episodes on GT radio, we're, we're, it's like of the moment, right? We're talking about shows that we just saw things that are coming out. So it's, it's easier to understand. I mean, yeah, sometimes we talk about things that came out months ago or even years ago, but for the most part, we're talking about new stuff that we just saw. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, like I've said before, uh, some principles of geek therapy that we're constantly practicing. And the GT Library and Media Matters are two ways of showing multiple, just like at this point, with the show alone, you know, hundreds and hundreds of examples. Because even if it's kind of a casual mention, the idea is to help listeners think about media in that way. Think about the insights that they can gain from it. Think about the conversations that they can possibly start. Think about how much it matters for a particular group of people to be represented in a positive light or in a negative light. Like Those are the conversations that we're trying to have because then you would use that either in your therapy sessions or in education and just in personal relationships to connect with people. And if you don't look at media that way, it, you're just not going to, you know, if you don't practice that, you're not going to be able to do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. But then with the library again, as a reference, then if you don't do it all the time, you don't have that practice, you can find examples there, which is something that was interesting uh, when when I would talk to people who uh, use Comicspedia, they would say, oh, well, I really want something on this or that. Like, very typical, right? It's like 300 entries isn't enough. I need one specifically <laughs> on this one issue that I have. And what I always thought was, well, those are all examples. Like, you don't need that one specifically. But then you needed a wider variety of content to be able to kind of practice that more easily, mm-hmm. I think. To agree. I, I think one of the reasons I wanted to do the library, and I think this happened before I brought it up to you, uh, the I, this concept of the library we came up with. One of my coworkers, because I was the token geek and geek therapist in the, in the office, and uh, she came to me, my, my client's really into comics and I'm having a hard time reaching him. He doesn't want to talk to me. So I suggested she get a book for him and sit and give it to him and read it herself. And then say, hey, when you're done, maybe we could talk about this later. And she gave me kind of a rundown. And through group, I'd known some details about this kid. There was nothing in Comicspedia that really meshed with what this kid liked. He wanted to be an MMA fighter. And he had a disability. He'd been um, stabbed and lost um, some some use of one of his hands. And I asked my wife, is there any who's like my comics brain? Like, I, I know current comics. She knows a lot of older stuff. Uh, he, she suggested Daredevil Yellow. And the kid did end up talking to my colleague. She said that he cried and that he said that he felt like she saw him and they had a great relationship the rest of the time she was working with him. And that was a turning point. Uh, And I think Daredevil was good for him because 
he has a disability and his father was a boxer and he i think in daredevil yellow i haven't read it but i think he tries he's a boxer or tries to be a boxer but he overcomes this this adversity and um it was really important for him to to feel seen sometimes the specificity is important like there's plenty of examples out there that are dealing with X, Y, and Z, and it can kind of relate. But if you are able to search and find something that matches up as well as that did, the impact is huge. And that's why I wanted more than one person to to be inputting into this this resource. Yeah. And I, I think there's also just the aspect of having, especially when you're a kid, having an adult meet you where you are. And being like, you like, you know, comic books, you like superheroes, I'm going to try and find something that we can connect over. And even if you don't 100% hit the mark, or maybe there isn't something that that is perfectly fit to be the conversation starter, Mm -hmm. but just that you made that effort to be there for the kid and be like, hey, I think the things that you like are cool. And I want to talk to you about these things. Like having an adult be available to you in that way is so, so important for kids, especially if they don't get that from other parents or other caregivers. It's like, it's really important to have somebody who's like, I don't think, you know, the stuff that you like is dumb. I think it's not only cool, I think it's valuable to you. And I think that we should really talk about it. Definitely. And and that's why I always try with clients to to figure out what they like. They may not like anything geeky that I like, but I try to figure out what they like because everyone needs somebody to to make them feel like what they like is important, that they're important. It matters to them. It matters to us. Yeah. There's also something incredibly special about and I know you guys have all experienced this, but telling somebody like, hey, there's this you know, piece of media that I really love and is important to me. And then the person reads it or watches it and they're like, wow, that was so cool. Like that bond, mm, mm, it's so good. Like every time you tell someone to watch Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. And then they're I like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that fuels me many days. Yeah, like if you look at the library as... Sure. Let's say you look up a character, right? Let's say it's Daredevil and your client's favorite character is Daredevil. Then you can, okay, now you have something that you can look at. But even if they don't, let's say you deal with um, or you work with many clients who come with issues related to anxiety. Mm -hmm. So then you could go into the library, look up different anxiety examples. And then now you have all these examples in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. Like, say, again, your client doesn't care about Daredevil Yellow but you've read it because you found them in the library and now it's in your back pocket and you can bring it up to a client that says that they like comic books. Mm-hmm. Maybe they never read that one, but now you can recommend something. So it works on, on different levels. And like you yeah. were saying, one person alone, right? Put inputting stuff is limited by what they read and also by what they want to read to an extent. That's why mm-hmm. when we started the library, we opened it up and we had, uh, and we, we have like the, those forums are still active and I'm going to put the, the links in the show notes for this episode. Those- and, Josue, and when Josue, you and I did the library together, it's, I mean, we do like different things, but we're pretty much the same person. So <laughs> 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 um, there was a big Venn, there was a Venn diagram with a big center in there. <laughs> 
it's true. It's true. It's true. Even even with two people, uh, we're, we're too similar to add variety. And that's why we opened up with the forums. So people would fill out this form and give us suggestions for the library. They'd give us their own insights. Mm-hmm. And so all of the entries that we have available for the library are not just yours and mine. They're, they have suggestions from our listeners mm-hmm. from over the years. And it's that's that's the dream, right? The mm-hmm. idea is that we could create a platform that people could add to. So we just we kind of give you a, a template and then follow this model. Like, oh, add this piece of content. Here are the insights. These are the conversations that it could that it could spark. Here's the anecdotes. Yep. These are the issues that it could deal with. These are real stories like this, and I used it, and, and it turned out like this. Like All of that is so helpful. And we wanted a wiki format so that people could go in and add to that. Because if I add an episode of Supergirl, I'm going to bring that up a lot because we watched a lot of Supergirl that we did, season. We did a lot of Supergirl. <laughs> we talked about O'Connor doing a lot of superhero stuff, and then a lot of our stuff was superhero stuff. Uh, <laughs> it was. But, uh, for example, I have a couple episodes of Shameless in there, right, which I think mm-hmm. were really good and 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 so, so important. And you, you look at uh, something like that, you look at an episode, and then let's say you went in, you use that episode of Shameless with a client, and then you can come back and you can, like, give us an anecdote or or maybe before you even saw the entry you had already had a discussion with someone about it with a student or with a significant other and what it meant to them and then you add that to the entry and it becomes this community resource uh that's that's built by all of us that all of us can add a little bit to like there were entries where you had insights and i had insights that were completely different Mm -hmm. about the same episode and, and that's what we wanted, right? We wanted a way to, to do that. The original version of the website, which I'm calling the alpha version now, was literally a Wikipedia website. And people love to talk about how Wikipedia is, you know, built by the people, Web 2.0. The truth is, so few people actually build uh, the the actual pages of on Wikipedia. And then a slightly higher percentage of people actually go in and make edits, so really, it's still very few people who, who do that, in part because it's kind of confusing and ugly once you go into the edit part. Like it's, it's not <laughs> Yeah, it's not you easy. were banging your head against a desk for a while. I was. I was. Trying well, to make I, things work the way you wanted. <laughs> because I was trying. Well, that was just like building the website. But it was also frustrating to make a template that would be easy for people to fill out. Because what I didn't want was for people to fill out the form and then us always have to create the entry. Ultimately, that's what happened. <laughs> and and now that is also uh, okay to happen at first. But we can also have volunteer librarians who can help us with that because the new version of the library is built into the forum. So th- this is the way it's going to work. You go into the forum and there's now a GT library category. And that has three subcategories. The first is for content. And for content, you have, uh, when, once you go in, you're going to uh, say new topic, and it's going to open up, and it's going to have a template already ready for you. And it's going to have different points, like insight, conversation, uh, you know, conversation topic, difficult issues addressed, where and with simple instructions and everything. So then you can just delete what you don't want, fill in what you need, and then it's just like fill in the blank. It's way easier than it was on Wikipedia. But those entries, those uh, new topics that are made in the forum, they have a special 
They're different from a regular topic. These are actually wiki posts. So no other posts on the on the GT forum are have that permission. So these by default are a wiki post, which means that after you create it, someone else can come in and add to it or edit it. And we can keep track of the changes. So if anybody does something that we need to erase or delete, it's it's fine. It's not a problem. We keep records of that and and it's great. But the the fact that anybody can go in and add to it is great. Plus, if you don't want to add to the original one, you can just add a comment like you normally would on the forum. So it works like the forum, a little bit different, and it's built in. So the content one, an example would be an episode of Supergirl, right? <laughs> it's this is the season, the episode, the title. This is the title of it, and this is these are the things that we think are important. Again, fill in what you want. You know, other people can always help in to fill in the blanks. The most important things are like, what do you think were the important issues, and and what were your insights? Save it, and it's done. You made an entry. The second category is character. So let's say you go in, you go new topic, subcategory, character. In this case, let's say it's Supergirl, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically the Cara Danvers from... The TV show. The from season. the TV show, right? Not the comic book, not New 52, not pre-crisis, right? Like all of those could be different versions of the same character. It's like, okay, Supergirl, CW series... These are her uh, her qualities. These are her traits. These are insights about the character and why we think that that character is relatable. Again, it'll have a template. Things are, you know, you just fill in what you want, delete what you don't want. It's a wiki post. Do that. Now, character and content, that was basically everything that we did in the second season of GT Radio. Mm-hmm. Those are all the entries that we have. And those are the things that people helped us and, and recommended. We now have a third category, which is brand new, which is the activities category. And this is something that you and I talked about a lot, Laura, which was actual interventions, right? Actual- so that Pottermore thing I did in that season would be like one of those activity exactly. things. Exactly, exactly. So because sometimes it's just like you came up with this cool idea or this activity or this whatever, it was a game, anything like that. Like it falls under a different category, right? And it's it's like, oh, you use these characters, you use Harry Potter, you used drawing superheroes, and this happened. So something really cool uh, that happened in between the GT Library Alpha and Beta is that uh, I co-created a class with Patrick O'Connor that he taught at a graduate school in Chicago, the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. It was called Geek Culture and Therapy. And later on, as, as he taught it a couple times, we came up with this idea of a geek therapy wiki. He actually had as an assignment for his students to create activities. And then we created a, a public online wiki to post these activities so that it could be useful for anybody. Unfortunately, the website that I recommended to O'Connor uh, got shut down last year. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, But everything's he, been saved. So all the, activities, all the activities were preserved. They were saved. And I have officially moved them all to the GT forum. Ooh, so there's already a library on the forum. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's there. It is live. I think he, people are even commenting on stuff. Someone like commented on one on one today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is live. I will post instructions over the coming weeks. I will post videos. There will be a blog post live today when this episode goes live, explaining the beta version, what's new, what's different, how to use it. And yeah, so all those activities are there. So there's already a bunch of entries from a whole lot of other people. That's awesome. I, I put them all into the into the library now, and that's under the activities category. And so 
I'm going to use as a template the model that O'Connor used for his students, mm-hmm. which was like, you know, what materials do you use? What is your expected outcome? What references did you use to, to come up with these ideas that, that you're using here? Instructions on how to do it. And every activity is a little bit different, right? There, there's, right. Uh, there's, these are just templates. The beauty of the, of the wiki, it, it may be a problem too, that it's maybe too open, but if you know you want to write three paragraphs, five paragraphs, a book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or you just like you don't know what to write on the materials, or you know there weren't really any references, like whatever. Those pieces are there as guides, and then you fill that out as you as you want. And then because it's on the forum, people can comment on it and say, "Hey, Put I use this." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's happening. the The GT library beta. I'm calling it the beta because I don't know if this is the final version of it, but this is definitely a step up. It's from... definitely better than what we had before. Yes, like this makes <laughs> me excited because for a while there it felt like I was screaming into the void and just making this list and no one was ever going to be able to see it because we had a list of things and you were working on the site and you finally got it done and then the bots took over and it got a little disheartening for both of us there. And now I'm like, yes, I can put things on here and people will see it and people can use it. And that was the whole point was for people to have a resource to be able to to use and search as easily as possible. Yeah all these awesome things that we've been talking about for so long. Yeah. We already have hundreds of registered users on the forum. We have tons of topics there already related to our different shows on the network, things that people have posted. Now we have the library there. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. That like I want the forum to be the place for people to go and have those conversations. Mm-hmm. They tend to happen a lot in the Facebook group, and I'm going to try to be more... I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but just pushy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Proactive. Just be a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Encouraging. Yeah. Every time a question like that comes up, it's like, hey, let's put this on the forum because there it's open and people can can learn from the conversation that we're having. And we did it a few times and a few people did post. I've done that on the Discord for to a few people. <laughs> yeah. And like it's fine. The forum hasn't reached critical mass yet, but you know, it'll be just part of the, of the of the job of moving people over there to have those conversations. Like sometimes those conversations happen in the Discord and the Facebook group, and they're they're fantastic, but mm-hmm. they're just going to disappear. Then yeah, they disappear into the void. Yeah, but on the forum, that is you know it's indexed by Google, it's searchable, it is it is organized in a way in you know in categories with tags with so many different things you can search there and then you can comment on it and it's just it's just so much better for for this and the idea is that it'll become a resource i i love the forum i love the the format of it i think that having the library in there is is really good i remember when the first time we brought it up lauren i think you made a comment about it that really sold it for me because you were like yeah like people are already there you know like don't don't have them set up another account or go yeah. somewhere else i was like yeah yeah that makes sense Let's do it. It's the place to be. It's the place to be. (laughs) So uh, like Laura said, we in the background, we've had our own forms where we're filling things out. So we have like our own hidden database, which is just as bad as like having it in Facebook and nobody sees it. Right. But (laughs) I'm pushing, I'm I'm bringing those over onto the the GT forum uh, little by little, just like I did with the activities. And yeah, so the, the library is back. So I guess, Laura, we don't have to use the forums like we like the tool that we've been using in the past. Right, we, right. You can just go directly there now and do that. Cuz the forum will save all the data. 
Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to worry about losing anything. So that'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah. So for those like topics like the anxiety or relatable experiences like adoption or whatever, that would just be tags on those posts. So there's a different there's a few different ways to do it. We don't we don't have to discuss it now. Yeah. But um like we could have all of the so in the form in the background that we used, there were checkboxes, right? Right. Um, we can just have all of those listed and then people can just delete the ones that delete they Delete the ones you don't need. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that makes was... it searchable for like if somebody wants to type mm-hmm. in depression or yep. whatever. Yep. Yeah. I activated tags also. So this is like in the blog post that that's coming out today with this episode, it talks about how messy it is at first because mm-hmm. the forum is built on a platform called Discourse, which is very cool and lets us do a lot of stuff but also lets us do a lot of stuff. So along the way, we're going to <laughs> we're going to be experimenting with what works best. And I think that the templates, the using the templates in this way, like just having all the information there and then you remove what you don't want mm-hmm. is the easiest way to have all the information directly there. Yeah. I think it's going to work out um, just fine. Again, tags are there. I'm not sure exactly how we want to use them. I'm very curious once people start using it, how they use it, and then we, we can adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be something that we can see, you know, play out. And yeah, and we'll still have what we've always called the simple form. That is just so you can suggest, like, maybe you don't want to go into the forum and deal with that template, or you don't know what category to go, you know, to put it in, or you, you know, for, for a number of reasons, I've heard many excuses, uh, even yeah. from <laughs> people in this room right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're like, oh, I don't want to do the for- Look, simple form. Yeah. Yeah. I even used it a couple times just to remind myself, like, oh, like I should do a, a post on uh, an entry on this idea. And it's very simple. It's like, this is my insight. Send it. And then we can use that to then build the, yeah. the actual like entry. One of us can go in and, yeah. and put that in for people. Yeah. And the forum lets us do lots of cool things. Like if people post in that category, they can get badges for it. I really want to have librarians um, mm-hmm. eventually. As as a, like a role inside the forum and the community. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see. It'll be you know we'll, we'll have to tell more people about it. But uh, it's alive again. I'm excited. We've been talking about this since I can't even remember when it was the first time we went to Comic Con together. Yeah, it was a true. while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That must have been like 2015, maybe. I think that mm, 2016. 2015. I think it was, yeah, after I got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we're, we're old. <laughs> I have a question. Lauren has a question. Yes, Lauren? So we've been, we've been talking about um, having, you know, obviously us, but also users posting library entries. But it seems like we're sort of talking more from uh, the perspective of people who are mental health workers and are utilizing it within their own practice. But we want everybody to be able to, to put stuff in. Right. So it's, and, and most of the time, sometimes when I'm looking at a, at a potential entry, I'm looking at it as a clinician. That's what I am. But a lot of times, as we have talked about on this show a lot, I'm talking about it from my experience as a person, as a consumer of mental health services, as someone who has dealt with coming out issues, coming of age issues, the loss of a parent, 
all anxiety, depression, all of those things. So you can, as just a regular person, go and make these entries and your experience is valid too. Yeah. And the the Geek Therapy model has always been about connecting, has always been about understanding. And connecting with another person and understanding another person is not exclusive to a mental health clinical relationship. No. That's why in the in the blog posts, in the forum itself, I mean in the library itself, in all of everything we've ever written about it, we always talk about it. There are a few things that we always say. One is, again, it's to build connection and understanding between, you know, that could be with your client, with your students, or with a significant other. That means a family member. Sometimes it's a parent who who needs to touch a difficult topic with their their kids and some media can help them. Just like it can help some kids talk about what they're feeling through the media that they care about. Mm-hmm. That is not exclusive to a mental health relationship. And I think that in the majority of cases, it's more useful outside just because day to day, we are trying to connect with people in our daily lives, not just with a therapist. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I wanted to hear was <laughs> yeah. basically that we want insights from people who aren't necessarily mental health workers. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. your insights are valuable regardless of your job or training or schooling. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your insights are valuable because they're yours. Yep. And sharing them with other people helps us connect more and understand each other better. And that's why it's open. Hell yeah. The, the whole idea is I would love it if people would just go and add their own insight to it. Like mm-hmm. even some of the things that we received in the, in the f- simple forum were so great. It's like I heard this song and this is what came to mind or this really helped me through get this, uh, through this in my life or I saw this and it, it reminded me of this other thing. Those are such unique experiences and we need to collect as many of those as possible for, for our, proposition to make sense to people mm-hmm. <laughs> because it can't just be a few from a clinical perspective and and that's it like coming out isn't a a clinical issue right <laughs> no. no right yeah you may uh, you may end up with depression or anxiety or something like that but clinically you may be talking about that with a therapist yeah or with your social worker but you might be talking about that with a teacher or your parents or your friends. Exactly. Exactly. And some of the examples we had that were, were things around coming out had to do with examples of a character telling their friends and their yeah. friends being like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, or a serious thing where their friends shunned them or something like that. But each experience is different for each of us, just like the, char- the characters and the content that we write about. So yeah. the more information we have and the more examples we have the better our library is going to be. Yeah. Season two was so much fun because we brought in all of these examples and we brought in articles. Like I remember speaking of Supergirl, (laughs) there was this story. uh, (laughs) There's a lot of Supergirl. I forgot what website it was. It talks about this woman talked about how she worked at a comic book shop and this teenage girl came in and she ran in looking for Supergirl comics. And what she wanted was issues that had what's Kara's sister's name. I forgot. Alex. Alex Alex. Danvers. Yeah. How could you forget? Because she was coming out in the show (laughs) And she, this girl related to Alex's coming out and how, uh, like, uh, and how she's it, not in the comics. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she came to the comic store looking for that, right? It was like it's such a, a good example of what we're talking about, right? Like this media matters, right? Like crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Because and and to have that, like, I haven't talked about this in years, but the whole really the the genesis of geek therapy came from my obsession with Family Guy. 
I watched Family Guy and <laughs> I would try to talk to people about it and I would say like, oh, like, like it was easier for me to to quote an episode of Family Guy or a situation than it was to explain how exactly I was feeling. And I noticed that I wasn't the only one. Tons of people felt that way, you know, and, and that was just like what I was obsessed with at the time. Well, I was obsessed with that as a when I was younger and it kept coming up as I was when I was an intern. I was like, oh, okay, they're talking about these other things. Like I was always talking about uh, Family Guy, and then but nobody understood because nobody else watched Family Guy that I knew. So it, I felt <laughs> I felt even worse. <laughs> and that's why I want to create these tools that'll help people connect. And yeah, the more people that participate, the more helpful it will be for more people. Yeah, I'm just like having a having a brain thought that's so tasty of going into a comic book store and being like I really like Supergirl and Alex Danvers is my favorite and I want a Supergirl comic that's about Alex coming out and then the comic shop person being like well that's not in the comic books but here let me pull up the geek therapy library (laughs) and check out the coming out tag and oh here's here's an example here's an example we have this in stock here we go I'm like oh oh that feels so good Mm. Mm, it's a delicious brain idea I I love it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the dream when, when Lara opens up a private practice that has a comic book shop on the first floor. That is the dream. That, that is, is the dream that my wife runs yep. the comic shop and I open a private practice. I've got a friend that's already in. Josue says he wants to be in. in. Yeah. And we could have game nights, like <laughs> therapeutic game nights and like, oh. I'm, I, it's it would be amazing and a GT library on a computer mm-hmm. <laughs> arcade mm-hmm. in the basement comic book on the first floor <laughs> second floor for therapy <laughs> and fourth floor is a, a nice outdoor patio cafe so yeah. you can decompress with some bubble tea yeah I want to go to there ah! <laughs> my my dream got a lot more expensive just then Lauren <laughs> <laughs> I know right I'm in though I'm totally in you know what's great about this is that you can run the bubble tea <laughs> well, I was can, about to say you can hire retail experience <laughs> you can hire all your friends uh, you can hire a lot of people from the community um, I'm not going to say the name of Ali's boba tea idea uh, shop idea we've talked about this he wants to, yeah, this he, he is definitely to also Ali's project so then we yeah, could get yeah. Ali to move back to California and be Ooh. involved too yeah he'll mm-hmm. run he'll run the bubble tea shop on the, on the fourth floor <laughs> that would be like the quick stop therapy like up there for him yeah yeah oh man yeah I'll tell I'll tell you the name of his shop uh, when we're off, done recording yeah, I'm, I'm afraid he'll get mad at me <laughs> Don't do it. Don't get I won't, it. Don't I won't do it. it. I won't do it. I won't do it. Of all of our community spaces, the Discord server is the most ephemeral, meaning that it's the place to go to talk about stuff in the moment. When the big events like Endgame and the final season of Game of Thrones come around, you want a place where you can talk to like-minded people as it's happening. We have channels dedicated to different fandoms and topics, everything from anime to music to mental health. To join our Discord, go to geektherapy.com slash Discord. Once you join, you'll be announced to the server, and I promise you'll receive a warm welcome from everyone. Again, to join, go to geektherapy.com slash Discord. So let's go ahead and move into a quick Media Matters segment so we can practice what we've been talking about. Sound good? Oh, I've I've got things. Well... Okay, I've got I've got two things. I got two things. I could have more in theory, but I it, 
if we're doing it like we would do a library entry, I, I've got two things because I have actual issue numbers and stuff. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Everybody came prepared. So this yeah. is Media Matters. Media Matters. Slash GT Library Edition. <laughs> Slash GT Library Edition. <laughs> okay. So, so hit me with one of the ones you got. Okay, I've talked to you about this bo- one before, I think. Um, this is Detective Comics uh, number 950. This issue really knocked me over with how well they handled um, issues of trauma and how it's, it, it affects the body. So Cassandra Kane, orphan, she went through a lot of traumatic experiences when she was younger, and she has a hard time speaking because of that and and the way she was brought up she is a deadly assassin she can move her body in ways that nobody else can she she can kill all the people she's a badass <laughs> but in this issue there's a lot of discussion around that is how her language and and her language is so violent that is how she relates to the world she watches a dancer, a ballet dancer from the distance and tries to mimic her movement, trying to soften her body language and the way she talks to others and relates to others. Because now she's on the, the good guys team, like she's in the Bat family. So she's trying to learn how to be with people in a different way. Um, and with my trauma training, I, I've done a lot of work with especially kids that have suffered trauma when they were younger you just can't get to them sometimes through talk it's got to be body stuff like sports and and yoga and and movement and so i thought this was this was brilliant and i don't know the issue number but later on in the series because she can only string together like a few words at a time it's very like someone asks her a question so she's she'll just say no and that's it <laughs> or like one word another word, another word, like three or four at a time. In this later issue, she's working with Clayface, who's an actor, doing Shakespeare. And she can, when she's acting, recite Shakespeare and do plays and things hmm. like that. Hmm. But speaking to each other people, it there's a disconnect. So she's trying to learn language that way as well. I just think they've been brilliant in this run of Detective Comics. So that was my first example. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Damn. Make it a library entry. It's a really good library <laughs> entry, right? It yeah. should be a library entry. Uh, and now I can put it on the forum in the library. That's right. Um, the second one I have is Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is. is another one. Um, Josue, you had told me you kind of gave up on season four, and I told you you needed to watch uh, episode season four, episode 10, and episode 11, 10, because you needed the context of that episode to get what I was going to talk about in episode 11. It's called Blood Memory. In the episode, in order to avoid too many spoilers, Nyanal's got a bunch of stuff going on with her family and her sister, and um, so does Kara, but Nia doesn't know what is going on with Kara because she doesn't know she's Supergirl. Um, spoiler alert, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's this big fallout with, with Nia and her sister and they're driving back as Kara and Nia. And she's like, but you wouldn't, there's my, my sister, you don't, don't understand. I, I can't, uh, you, you don't know what it's like to hide a piece of yourself from them. 
Car stops the car, gets out, and shoots off into the sky and comes down. I was like, I'm Supergirl. <laughs> and <laughs> surprise, surprise. And she's like, and I understand pr- what you're going through probably better than anyone else. And she says to her something about, I'm telling you this because I think it'll help you. And I, I don't think it will harm you. And for me as a therapist, it was a it was an important moment to watch that because disclosure is usually looked down upon as a therapist telling personal details to clients. But you can if it will help and it won't hurt. And if it's for the benefit of the client and not yourself. And I felt like that was just a moment for me that was like, huh, that is something important for me to be able to do and say as long as it's impo- as it will help hmm. the person rather than hurt them. And I mean, Kara struggled with it. You could see it in her face. She was like, uh, is she going to get hurt because I tell her? Am I going to get hurt because I tell her? Like, uh, and then she tells her. Um, and I like how the season's been going since that moment. So it's another thing that like, even clinicians can benefit from this for their own, for, for themselves. Um, there's a lot of examples I've talked about over the years of superheroes saying things that are so relatable to people in helping professions because of what we see and what we hear and what we deal with. We are superheroes, damn it. (laughs) And that example, Kara's concern is the typical superhero concern of, am I putting this person's life in jeopardy because now they'll know my secret and the bad Mm -hmm. guys can get to them, et cetera. That's not what you're thinking, <laughs> but it's still no. relatable. Right? No, it's still relatable. It's yeah. that experience. The, the The equivalent is the therapist thinking, am I going to hurt them by giving them details about me? Because then they'll be concerned about me mm-hmm. rather than themselves, because the relationship is supposed to be about them and letting them get things out. So what will they be worried about me? Will they look at me differently in a, in a way that will help, won't help them later on down the line? And that's how you're relating to it as a therapist. As a therapist. But somebody else could completely see that differently. Mm-hmm. Parents deal with that all the time. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. teachers that deal with the same, you know, similar situations. Like that is something that, you know, two friends could have that situation. It'd be like... A sisters uh, yeah. or two people, friends like they are in the show. Yeah. Or colleagues that are that are dealing with similar issues, and you assume the other person doesn't know what you're talking about because you are the only person in that situation. Yep. When they could totally be in a relatable, ex- having a relatable experience. Yep. Yep. Number accountability. Now you have to make those library entries. <laughs> oh, for sure. Now I can. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> I'm sorry for calling you out on the show, but. No, it's important. We made a promise a long time ago that we would call each other out on these things. Oh, Sway, we made this promise to each other almost four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Keep each other accountable. The whole reason of doing season two that that way was so that everything that we talked about was on the record and we would would promise to put it in the library. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Okay. Well. (laughs) Yep. Now we have to do it. Yep. All right, Lauren, what did you bring? My example... This week is from the Charmed reboot, which I have been enjoying a whole lot. It's uh, it's fun and it's a little campy, but in an enjoyable way. But what I wanted to talk about was specifically season one, episode eighteen. Um, so the the Charmed, there are three Charmed sisters, 
And the way that this reboot has worked out, there were two sisters, Mel and Maggie. And when their mother died in the in the pilot episode, they meet their half-sister, Macy. And throughout the first season, you know, without spoiling major events or anything, they make a discovery that Macy has the same dad as Maggie. So Maggie and Macy are full sisters and Mel is actually the half sister. But Whoa. in this in this realization, uh, Macy's father is black. And so Maggie has come to this realization. She had grown up thinking that her father was Hispanic and sh- her mother was white. And so she was, you know, white Hispanic. And this discovery of having a black father comes along the same time where she is uh, needing to apply for scholarships for school. And there's this, you know, beautiful scene and she's looking up online for scholarship opportunities and they have the like, what ethnicity are you? And she has the Hispanic thing already clicked and then she pauses over you know black slash african-american and then clicks on it and then has this big surprise look because there are so many more scholarship opportunities available um, for black students and then she has this conversation with macy where she's like i don't know if i feel comfortable applying for these scholarships because i only just found out that i'm half black and is it fair for me to claim an identity and try and get benefits from that identity for a culture I didn't grow up in? I, I, I didn't claim that as my identity or anything. Like, how how do I deal with this? And, you know, Macy is very sweet and it's basically like, you know, you are you are black. And, and like, if you want to apply for those scholarships, you should um, and everything. But it's it's such a great conversation starter for those kinds of like blended identities or discovering new identities about yourself and your relationship with society on a larger scale and and how difficult it can be to to deal with that kind of identity issue and finding yourself and feeling authentic but also not wanting to take away you know advantages for other people that, you know, you might feel deserve it more than you do. But yeah, it's a really great episode, really good conversation. Uh, Maggie decides that she goes to some sort of meetup with other black students and is talking with them about her experience. And she ends up deciding not to apply for any of the scholarships. But it was like a really big moment for her to be able to have that conversation um, with her sister and then with other black people who aren't related to her and, and sort of dealing with you know, racial identity and that sort of stuff. And it's, it, I don't think I'd ever seen anything on TV like that before. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was extra special for me because my my sister has a black father and a white mother. And so, like, obviously, I, I, I don't have the personal experience of, of having a split identity like that where culturally your identity will get shifted depending on the context but it made me feel closer to my sister because I got to see at least one aspect of her experience showcased in a nice way on on TV. Yeah, both of my parents are very white, but when they remarried, they both remarried black people. And all of my step uh, siblings, they're all black or half black. 
mixed race. Like, but those conversations are super complicated and they change mm-hmm. throughout our lives. And that mm-hmm. I love this example that, that you just brought up. It also has like four different topics and different conversation starters. Yep. And whew, yeah, no, I agree. I've never and that, that was like that was like a four minute scene in the episode, <laughs> and I was just like, wow, this is blowing my mind. And then they're like, okay, back to fighting demons. We and I'm like, wait, could we talk about black identity for just a little bit longer? I'm very intrigued. <laughs> Okay, monsters, all right. (laughs) That's another point about the library, right? It could just be one cell in a comic book. It could just be one scene in a TV show. Or it could be a character's arc over six issues or six episodes. It could be that specific or that broad. And if we don't have a way to reference it, it's really hard. So, like, yeah, it's a scene within that episode, right? It's like, okay, well, you know, if if we can help people find that more easily... Then have the the episode and a timestamp and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as possible, you know. And maybe again, maybe you just post it without a timestamp. I'm like, it affects me tremendously. I really want to see it. I want to have that episode in my back pocket. I want to see it. I want to be able to use it in the future as a conversation starter with different people. Maybe people in my own family. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It'd probably be helpful for people in the future to have that timestamp. So then I can just edit it and add the timestamp. Nice beauty of the gt library <laughs> oh i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> all right what's yours Josue? all right so uh i'm going to provide an example that is currently in the library already which that's in, cheating but <laughs> i want to bring up an example okay uh, cheating <laughs> yes uh this was when i added all the activities this was one that really stood out to me it's called the gearheads guide to awareness Finding and Repairing Components of Our Lives. It was created by students Lindsay Dombrowski and Kyler Allen. And the first thing that you'll see is that there's a picture of the the engine of a car. It's like the, the popped hood, and then you see inside the engine. And some of the pieces are colored, and some of them are just... Uh, it's, it's a black and white drawing, and then some of the pieces are colored red. And the instructions say... Explain to the client how therapy involves focusing on different components of our minds and lives. This is similar to how people can look under the hood of a car. Sometimes clients can be in cruise control where they do not attend to or are not aware of what they're experiencing. The therapist can use the provided picture uh, or have the client draw their own picture representing what is under the hood of their car. Car is uh, in quotes. The therapist and client will work together to label components, thoughts, feelings, experiences, as strengths, weaknesses, and concerns to attend to in session. The client will be able to identify what uh, what needs to be worked on first and notice what parts influence other parts, which may be hindering or enhancing the function of their quote-unquote car. Coloring the components of what is under the hood could be a fun and mindful exercise to help the client further label strengths, weaknesses, and the level of importance for each. Holy shit, that's such a cool activity. And yeah. imagine if you have a client huge gearhead loves cars that's what they that's what they're geeky about you've got an activity mm-hmm. right there it stood out to me and 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 I got so excited when I read it because when O'Connor and I talked about this course the you know it was to to teach these ideas it's the same thing we're doing with the podcast it's the same thing we're doing through the community and to have these students come
come up with these different activities. And this one in particular, right? The the idea. I'm I'm so glad that they got the idea that it doesn't have to be superheroes or or you know cult TV. It doesn't have to be fantasy or sci-fi. It could be mm-hmm. what are people passionate about? And I don't know if either of those students were really into cars. Maybe they had a client who was really into cars, and that inspired the the activity. But it's it's such a cool use of again whether it's the therapist or the teacher who is really into cars or whether it's the client or the student you can really connect with that metaphor and there's a drawing included and everything in it is it's it's so cool i that's on the library this is this is what we're doing people the it's whole time you were reading that i was just like catch a ride <laughs> <laughs> listen i can I, I am the admin. I could just rename it Catch a Ride. <laughs> oh, Borderlands. I'm so I'm so glad that we can bring the GT library back into the conversation because for for years now, Laura and I have been like I don't know if shame is the right word, but it's like, oh, shit. Like shame, but like Ugh. wheels have been spinning. Like we're just stuck. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was like sad, you know? And sometimes people say, oh, is there a resource where I can find this thing? And then I'm like, now oh. there is. I was like, there used to be, but damn it. <laughs> oh, it's here. Man. It's yeah. back, baby. Yeah. And again, encouraging people to, to get into it. It'll it'll be a lot of work to, to get people to think about it more often. And, um, mm-hmm. and part of that strategy is a completely separate podcast that is very short, that takes examples from the library and puts them in audio form. So it's another way to kind of study and just get random examples. So that feed is already live. It's been live for a year <laughs> because that was mm. the, always the intention was that we would go ahead and, and just read the, the library entries that we have, like short three, five minute episodes and go into a, a little bit of discussion on them to help people, you know, learn the model, think about it. And, and that's live. And I've talked to O'Connor to come uh, help me talk about some of the activities that his students made also. Awesome. So we'll do that. And then there's, you know, ideally we could do episodes of that with the people who contribute. So you you come in, you you sign up for the forum, you, you make an entry. And I, I would love to be able to talk to you about it, for, even if just a few minutes, right? Like what, what inspired it? What was the anecdote? What were the insights? And I think that hearing people talk about it will also be very helpful. Again, that feed is live. You can also find the GT Library feed um, wherever podcasts are sold. And <laughs> hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll do that over time also as part of the evangelizing of, of the library. All right. So very excited. Very Me too. Woohoo. <laughs> so that is it for this episode of GT Radio. You can learn more about Geek Therapy at geektherapy.com. You can find all of the shows and projects on the network at network.geektherapy.com. We talked about the forum a lot, which is now the home of the GT library, which you can find at forum.geektherapy.com. We have a Discord. We have a Facebook group. You can find links to those in the show notes. And... The best place to find us is on Twitter. It's at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. And Brandon, who is enjoying his vacation, rest, recovery, (laughs) is at Brandon underscore Saxton. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. 
And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.